Hey, welcome to the Tether Podcast, where we have conversations about where Christ and culture connect, bringing you relevant content and tools to help you live out your faith every day and everywhere. I'm Bill Falk, one of the hosts of Tethered. In this episode, we want to share with you what Tethered is. What it, what is it about? Why are we doing this podcast? We want to introduce ourselves a little bit and what you can expect from our show. So as I mentioned, I'm Bill Falk, one of the hosts here for Tethered. And just a little bit about myself is I'm currently um, a pastor here locally in the community. I have um, a lot of um, many years I worked in the business um, field. And uh, the last thing I did was financial planning, financial services industry, and been doing ministry for quite a while as well. I've experienced working with students and adults and uh, excited to be a part of this podcast with some great friends, um, some great people. So I want to introduce uh, the other three people that are on the podcast with me. And first of all, I want to introduce Danielle Noonan, worldwide <laughs> worship leader. Um, so go ahead and tell, uh, tell everybody a little bit about yourself. Gosh, I've never had an intro like that before. <laughs> it's probably like my last and final. Just kidding. <laughs> no. Yeah, my name is Danielle Noonan. I'm a Catholic worship leader and musician. Um, I've been working in ministry for a while, but my uh, most important ministries, I have three beautiful boys, 15, mm. 13, and almost 11 um, with my husband, Chris, and we have a little tiny farm outside of Houston that um, we just we just love. So yeah, thanks for asking me to be on this. Yeah, definitely. So uh, we also have Oliver Scott, another world-renowned uh, <laughs> worship, uh, Grammy-nominated worship leader. Wow. <laughs> I'm leaving now. <laughs> I'm Oliver Scott, and uh, I'm also a staff worship leader and musician here in the city. Uh, Going to date myself here. Been in, uh, been doing this. I've basically had two jobs in my life. I've been in a band, and uh, I've been on staff at two, three different churches. But those two areas with different titles. Been in a band, doing music for a living and worked in local churches doing music and worship leading. And uh, it's been a, an exciting journey. I'm married. Uh, I was going to tell you how long I've been doing this, like 33 years, 34 years, something like that. 34 years, yeah. And I'm married to my wonderful wife, Evelyn. Got six kids, and they're all grown. Not all gone yet, but all grown. And I'm uh, excited to be a part of this. Uh, probably won't uh, be as much of a uh, source as as you'd like me to be, uh, because I kind of like working alone. And uh, yeah, yeah, right, right, once in a while. <laughs> uh, but um, uh, Danielle talked about her Catholic background. I grew up in a uh, classical African-American uh, Pentecostal church, and but I've never worked full-time at a Pentecostal church. I've worked in Baptist churches, independent churches, and uh, it's been an exciting journey. Good to be here. Great, and then we also have uh, Sunshine uh, with us who is actually my wife. So I, I didn't mention that earlier. I did, you know. <laughs> she didn't she just found that. that out. How about that? Um, we should tell our kids. Oh, we should. <laughs> yeah. So no, we're um, not just living together. <laughs> <laughs> you want to tell us just a little bit about yourself? Yeah. I'm Sunshine Falk and I'm like Bill's wife and we have two wonderful boys who keep us going and we we love being their parents. Uh I am not a musician. I mean, I sing um at home 
I was in show choir, so does that count? Does that count? Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Okay, good. You're in the fold <laughs> in high school. So Bill may not be. You are in the fold, though. Yes, yes. you're one of us. Okay, <laughs> I'm, I'm in the I'm in the world renowned there. Um, I do have a background in ministry. Also, I was on staff with Young Life a long time ago, but that was kind of my background there. And then I taught in the public schools, and now I work as a children's director here at a local church and. I also am a stay-at-home mom and homeschool teacher, so that keeps me pretty pretty busy and having a good time. Very much. Uh, Be married to me is a full-time job too. Yes. So, but a lot of fun. Yeah. So uh, again, we have um, we all come from different backgrounds, different perspectives, and um, different religious you know experiences, and so it's great for us to be able to kind of come together. And really, the reason why we want to do this podcast, it's not as if we thought, hey, we should do a podcast because nobody ever listens to podcasts and there's not any po- podcasts in our existence. I mean, there's so many podcasts that are out there. But as, as we we talked, you know, we really wanted to engage people and really talk about that tension between, hey, I'm a Christian. I know what the Bible says, but what am I supposed to do with that? You know, how do I live out my faith in that way? You know, sometimes people, you know, when I, when I grew up, it was more along the lines of if, if you're really going to be a serious Christian, you're going to become a missionary. You're going to become on staff, you know, at a church. And then you kind of, if you weren't that, then you were just kind of did your everyday thing. If you're an attorney, if you're an engineer and I kind of grew up kind of compartmentalizing my life as if, you know, God was just like, Jesus was waiting for me on Sunday and was like, Hey, yeah. great to see you. Hope you have a great week. Send me a text. Let me know how you're doing. Right. I'll see you next week. You know, not realizing that Christ wanted to really be a part of everything that I was doing in my life and had a purpose and a plan for my life. And so, you know, for those of you listening, you, you might have experienced that before. Maybe even right now, you maybe wonder, like, I have a passion for um, starting businesses or I have a, a desire. I love doing art. How does God a part of that? How can I use that passion hmm. and those skills to really bring glory to God and honor God. And so this podcast is about helping um, each one of us think through how God can use us Mm -hmm. in this culture to help shape culture and really uh, bring Christ into the culture. So we're going to have a lot of uh, different people on our podcast from different areas, whether from uh, business owners, doctors, we're going to be having some guests talking uh, from the medical field. We'll have people that are literally artists, uh, you're talking that that do painting. We have musicians as well. So just a wide range, very diverse conversations. Yeah. I think yeah. we're going to have with with many different people. But you can definitely expect to hear a lot of stories from people. I think stories are so powerful. You know, C.S. Lewis uh, read a quote recently from him that stories always win, and stories mm-hmm. really have power to help shape uh, and change culture and change people's lives. So. It, for us to really hear from people in these different areas in culture, how they're living out their faith. And then also, you know, no matter where we're at in our life, you know, maybe you're listening right now and you're a stay-at-home mom and we have somebody on the podcast that is an entrepreneur and he's talking about entrepreneurship and there's people that are listening and they're like, hey man, that's that's some great information about how to maybe start a business. But there's going to be something in each and every show, every podcast that will be applicable to no matter where you're at in your life. So even again, for that stay at home mom, um, 
you know, listening to somebody talk about entrepreneurship, there's going to be some things that can encourage you even as a mom, even though maybe as a mom, you kind of are an entrepreneur (laughs) in a sense. So let me ask uh, you guys right now, you know, did you ever grow up with that tension in your life that, that kind of compartmentalize about, Hey, I want to be, um, you know, follow Christ, but I just don't know what that means for me. I don't know what that looks like as a teacher or, you know, as a mom or, I mean, how did you navigate through that in your life? Um, I think, well, first of all, I think one of the things that you brought up was really, really good about this podcast when it comes to people's stories. Mm. Uh, Because I think oftentimes people will question like, am I making a difference? Mm -hmm. You know, I'm, I'm at home or I'm sitting in an office, you know, doing my daily stuff. Maybe it's monotonous. Maybe it's really exciting. But am I making a difference? And the fact of the matter is that differences are made more so in our culture and community than they are in an actual church, Mm. if that makes sense. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Like when you're a disciple of Jesus, things change because you have gone out and Mm. you have witnessed Mm. as you, you know, lead your day to day life. So I love that you said that because I think it's so important. And as to your question, have I felt the tension? I mean, I think I have. I was I was a teacher for a while, and I've always, I mean, I'm an extrovert. If you're in the Enneagram, like, I'm an Enneagram 7. I'm always up for a party. I'm just, like, always. And speaking of, side note, by the way, we're talking about colleges with my kids because our oldest is, like, going off to college in a couple of years. I can't even believe I said that out loud. Wow. And I recorded it. But... <laughs> You know, he said, well, is there any place that you can't go? And I'm sorry for all of you LSU fans, but I said, LSU, it's such a big party school. Mm-hmm. You know, it concerns me. Mm-hmm. Okay. And he said, but mom, you've taught us that every day is a party. And I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> well, did, did I do that? Did That's I, influence. Did I do that? Did I say that? <laughs> and it's true. Like I am that person. Uh, and so when I decided to stay at home, with the kiddos, we moved to Dallas for a couple of years. I remember feeling this feeling of, I have no idea if I'm going to be making a difference here in my house, doing dishes, washing clothes, nursing babies. And it terrified me. And I did realize like, I have completely compartmentalized my faith. You know, my faith looked like something that actually, in fact, was almost boxed away in a way um, without the trust of the Lord, because I mean, I can do anything with, you know, through Christ. Um, And so, yeah, I felt that tension of, okay, gosh, we've moved and I'm in an entirely new season. What does that look like for me Mm. when it comes to my faith and how I share it and how I walk it and all of the things. Um, But, you know, as God does, as the Holy Spirit does, he sort of, slaps you around and tells you, come on. You know, it's interesting. A lot of times when mm-hmm. you think, hey, you God wants to, I need to do something great for God. Mm-hmm. I want to do something big for God. And and God is a big God. But a lot of times we, we miss the fact that it's in the, the, God takes those small, what we might consider insignificant moments and turn them into God moments and turn them into the, the big moments. And it is whatever it is mm-hmm. right at hand, right before us is, um, is it's a significant activity or, mm. or calling that God's called us to. It might not be on the news, 
we may not have this huge corporation, but um, you know, every little thing matters. That's exactly matters. Yeah. right. That's exactly yeah. right. And one of my favorite quotes is a quote from St. Teresa of Lisieux, and she says, um, do little things with great love. Hmm. And that, you know, it changes everything when you put those two things together. So, yeah. yeah. You talk about that tension. My initial salvation experience was was really, I mean, I got initiated with that tension in my life. At the time I was born again, I actually was signed to a, a record label as a songwriter and producer, right? And so when I got saved, growing up in a classical Pentecostal background, saved looks different from unsaved. It's very different. You come out from among them and be ye separate and you you sanctify yourself. You don't do things you used to do. You don't say things you used to say. And so I was kind of torn with like, this is my living. This is what I love doing. So how do I reconcile being you know, my livelihood doing music. And I grew up thinking, you know, music is, you know, for God, even though I didn't, even though I enjoyed all kinds of music, now that I'm saved, okay, I got to give my music to God. So there was that conflict. And I think the way I initially reconciled it was probably not the best way, but it was the the way that I understood it based on my history, as opposed to really getting, really getting clarity. And of course, you know, God worked it out. You know, it worked out for my good. I made some decisions that as I look back on them, I might would do it different now as a mature Christian. But as a, a new baby Christian, I made some pretty uh, dramatic moves that actually put my, my family. I was married, had two kids, uh, put us at risk financially. And I just stepped out in, quote unquote, faith <laughs> and uh, and and uh, the record comp- the record label. And I just kind of parted ways agreeably and there was a nine month period which doesn't seem like very long but when you've been had steady good income and all of a sudden you have zero income mm-hmm. that's a long time and God got us through that and uh, after that nine months an opportunity to work in a local church and move from where I was living in Los Angeles to Houston door open and I've been in Houston ever since but that conflict was definitely right there at the beginning of my faith walk definitely you know, how to be saved and be in a secular situation, yeah. a so-called secular situation. How do you bring your faith into focus in that and, and do it in a way that's, that's meaningful? As a baby Christian, I had no idea. I was clueless. <laughs> and so and that's where we live. I mean, you don't, you don't, you don't live at church. Yeah. Right. right. You know, uh, right. at the church building. You, you might know. feel yeah. like you do at times, but. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah. Listen, as a child, I feel like we did too yeah. at times. Yeah. You know, we were at church Sunday, Sunday night, yeah. Wednesday night, Tuesday night, mm-hmm. Friday night, choir rehearsal. I mean, we were there almost every day. We almost lived there. You're right. I think for me with uh, being in like a, an organization like Young Life where it's like, you know, we had very intentional ways of of reaching people and discipling them. You know, we had breakfast clubs for the kids where they'd come and have breakfast and we do a Bible lesson with them or we do Young Life Club and we were singing Brown Eyed Girl. And, you know, it was very I very much knew what I was supposed to do. Mm-hmm. And even um, teaching, it was like. Uh, when I was teaching at the public schools, there was a very defined role that I had. And, you know, being a believer, I knew I knew that God was using me at the mm. schools, that I was, you know, that I was making a difference um, in the public schools. And then I became a mom and 
there was not a scope and sequence for me, right. you know. <laughs> There's no yeah. handbook. There was no handbook. There was no, uh, this is what we're doing at Young Life Club tonight. And all of a sudden, it's like, wait a minute. Whereas before, I kind of knew what I was doing, and I knew how God was going to use me. It's like all of a sudden, I we literally had two children in a year. <laughs> like, what, nine months apart, ten months apart? Wow. And so I was kind of a little bit just confused what to do. And then apparently I had a cook. <laughs> like they wanted to eat. <laughs> they and to eat. Was they it wanted, every day? Yeah. <laughs> then they wanted me to play with them. And and then I realized on Fridays that nobody was going to leave me alone over the weekend. You know, like when I was teaching, I could go home on Fridays. I mean, at 4.15, bye. You know, I'm, I'm done. It was like, <laughs> wait a minute. I got this gig over the weekend too. And so that yeah. was... It's like all of a sudden it's I had to like really dig into my faith and really think about like, how am I going to do this? Like, how do I show the love of Christ on Mm. Saturday night when I'm tired? Right. (laughs) And I got to be loving and patient. And, you know, I that was an interesting transition for me. And and I'm glad for it. It's made me stronger. But I just remember thinking, well, this is some tension here. It's funny how much God trusts us, right? You're like, really? <laughs> I know. You trust you trust me. You know what? It's interesting. <laughs> we talk about us having faith. Yeah. God has a lot of faith. Yeah. <laughs> faith in uh in us. That's in for us. sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's then for that sure. gives you a lot of confidence when you think about that. When, yeah. Because it's like, yeah, are you sure I'm I'm the girl for the job here? Right. You know, like, yeah. I got it. Do I have it? And then when you realize you are the girl for the job, the yeah. woman for the job, it's it that he's picked you to do whatever, or if you're a man and he's picked you to do whatever it is, and you kind of grasp hold of that, it's like, okay, I can get through this tension. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when we had our kids, you know, people tell you, you know, God's given you, you know, God has given you these kids. You know, he's going to equip you. And I'm thinking, did he really give them to us? <laughs> Was there a mistake? You know, <laughs> are, you sh- are we sure about that? You know, uh, he's like, hey, you know, we need to call an audible here. But, uh, you know, I think that. You know, when I really started started following Christ, uh, I remember I was at a company for about nine months, and I said, "Hey, my my heart's not in this anymore," and I, and I left. And I was like, "I'm just gonna, you know, serve serve Christ." And I remember my mentor at that time called me and was like, "You need to get a job." <laughs> you know, I mean, I had just graduated college and I was working, but I kind of I was just had the zeal and this mm-hmm. passion uh, for Christ that I was like, "I don't have time to work in a sales job." You know, I need to go do something, you know, uh, for Christ and yeah. And it was over time where I began to realize that, um, you know, hey, what I was doing during the day, that, that my job, that, that that was a ministry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, that God was going to use that in some, you know, particular way. Even, uh, you know, before I kind of came in that realization, I was part-time at a church on staff, and then I was working full-time at a bank, and I used to have this saying, God's not going to give me his best after five if I don't give him my best before five. So I just kind of say, it's like, I need to honor him at my job if I'm going to expect him to, yeah. you know, work through me in the ministry. And that was a great, great idea. And it was really uh, helpful. But at the same time, I didn't necessarily look at my job itself as, you know, hey, I can influence and impact people's life in a significant right. way. And when I started doing financial planning, I realized, wow, like we're not in a church right now, but I am sitting across from the table. And these people are sharing personal information with me mm-hmm. and I have an opportunity to serve them, mm-hmm. to walk with them and to love them and care for them. And, you know, I, I knew that, hey, I'm I'm doing something or I, I felt like I was doing something significant, mm-hmm. you know, for God's kingdom, even though I wasn't in church. And so 
again, I think, you know, we've all kind of gone through that, in, you know, in our different life. So what we want to do is in this podcast is really want to talk about, um, we'll have some guests on the show that, that are, are doing things in different fields. We're going to have a guy that has a realtor business, have somebody that owns a gym, somebody that owns a restaurant. We'll have musicians on here and really just hear from people in these different areas in life, mm-hmm. these different areas in culture yeah. and to hear their stories and to see how that, what that looks like in their life and maybe to encourage us in our life. But then also I'd have some culturally relevant, seems like an old buzzword, you know, but <laughs> culturally relevant topics. You know, one of, I know one of the podcasts, we're going to talk about mental health. I mean, that's such a, mm-hmm. a huge topic. And so uh, we're going to have someone on the show and talk about mental health and um, we'll talk about parenting. The title of that show is going to be parents just don't understand. Uh, we'll talk about, you know, marriage. We'll just have a wide range again of diverse topics, but our desire and goal is to help you as a listener, um, to see that God has called you, um, to do something significant in your life and, uh, to help give you tools to, to live for Christ every day and everywhere, no matter where you're at, you know, God's really called us to, to bring beauty, truth, and goodness mm-hmm. into the world. I think often when you think of discipleship, you think I'm going to learn how to read the Bible. I'm going to learn how to pray. I don't know if singing, I wouldn't say, cause I still don't know how to sing, <laughs> but you know, th- those kind of those, those, those d- disciplines, but at the same time, you know, it's like, well, how, how do I be an engineer for Christ? You know, like how do yeah. I live yeah. for yeah. Christ in that way? Right. Because somebody that's in the, in, in the business world, they're at their job 40 plus hours a week. So, you know, you just think of through the disconnect people can feel if like, well, I'm just doing my thing for 40 plus hours yeah. a week and then I'll then do something. For yeah. Price and well, so, yeah. And we also live in this culture of productivity. Like how much can you produce? Hmm. You know, how much can you produce? And you don't want to mess up your production, mm-hmm. you know, because when you mess up your production, it affects your job. Right. So I think when people look, okay, you know, how am I serving the Lord through my job? Uh, am I making a difference? Lots of times people are like, well, I mean, I don't even know if I want to try because I don't want to mess up, mm-hmm. you know? And that's not what God tells us. He's not looking for us without a mess. Mm. He already knows we are a mess, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and I think that's something we want to encourage people to know and to always remember that, you know, God isn't waiting for us, you know, not to sin. God isn't waiting for us to like not be a mess. He already knows that we're sinners. He already knows we're a mess. <laughs> yeah. And that's why we're tethered together. That's why we're all together and we're in it together. And so it's really just walking with people and hearing people's stories and encouraging people to know that they can make a difference, whether you're in an office or whether you're working at the grocery store or whether you're pumping gas or whether, you know, you're working cattle and getting your truck stuck out in the back pasture. I don't good know. Time. That's it was a good, good time. Right there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, I was, yeah. I, I wrote this down last night. Everyone has a story. You know, everyone has a story from your past to where you are in this moment. And we all live in a story, mm-hmm. right? You know, I'm not, you know, we all have kind of our own personal story, our world, you know, whether it's getting stuck in the mud at at the ranch, something's mm-hmm. going on in your world. We all, every one of us here, there's stuff going on in our life that's our world, our story, but we are living in a story. And then everyone's life is telling a story. Mm-hmm. Everyone's life is telling a story. And then everyone's story involves someone else's story. Mm-hmm. 
And so, you know, what is the story that our life is telling? You know, I think it's a great question uh, for us to, to, to think through. And our, our desire is that our life would tell the story of the greatness and the goodness of God. That's right. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think this podcast is, comes at a really important time because I think, I think last year, if we're honest, we probably all felt kind of like, well, what story are we telling anymore? Because I used to know in 2019 (laughs) what the story was that I was telling, the story that I was a part of. But then 2020 happened and it kind of, I think, left us as humans wondering, well, how do you, I mean, like, what's the point of having a planner? Like, you know, cause that was, yeah. I mean, if you were selling planners in 2020, <laughs> you probably went bankrupt. <laughs> I mean, because right. nobody, everybody was scared to buy a 2021 planner yeah. um, and trying to just figure out, well, how do you live into the story that God's called you to? What does that look like? You know, because I know that God's still telling a story. He's going to, he's, he, I mean, 2020 did not catch him by surprise. And he's mm-hmm. still telling a story. And it's almost like a a mystery. We're trying to figure out what does that look like, Lord? And I think hearing all the speakers that we're going to have mm-hmm. and getting together talking, I think that kind of helps us to uncover where we fit in, what what the role is that we're supposed to have, the character role that we're supposed to, to be in. Yeah, I think you know, going back to what you were saying uh, earlier, Danielle, is this idea that we feel like we're going to mess up you know we're afraid and i definitely for a while felt like that god was more of a red light god than a green light god you know i, I felt uh, a little felt restricted at least in my perspective and mindset i'm not sure if god wants me to do that you know but i think god is a lot more of a green light than just just a red light and sometimes we feel so paralyzed yeah that if we should be doing something or not and i think at the same time when we talk about God is telling a story, you know, I've heard it said before that, you know, with families, God's not looking for, it's not about it being a perfect family. Like if you see those billboards for, for churches that are, Hey, we have a new church coming in. It's like this family. And you're like that, that family doesn't exist. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I wish they put some people with a kid, yeah. like acting all um, crazy. I know with like the yeah. crazy yeah. uncle the on their side. Yeah, that, that, you know, <laughs> that immediately that people would draw to that church, you know? Uh-huh. Um, yeah. But uh, it, it's not about trying to be that perfect family. Just read the Bible and you see that, you know, it's very comforting. It, it, oh, God yeah. isn't looking for, you know, but God wants to tell a story through our family. Mm-hmm. Sometimes there's messes yep. in the midst of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but God works through those. Mm-hmm. Um, in our life in, in a very powerful way. So we're excited to have um, start our podcast, Tethered, again, talking about how uh, Christ and culture connect, that there's not a separation, there's not a disconnect, and help us to to live a life where, um, uh, you know, we are living for Christ every day in, in everywhere. Be sure to subscribe so you can get all the latest content um, that we're going to be putting out for Tethered. So again, if we're, we're excited to have this podcast. We hope that you're encouraged. And y'all take care and God bless.